You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IVT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is Subra Rabbonon, and tonight I want to talk about Pidjan Shvuyim, which of course is a aspect, as we're going to see, of Gmilas Chesed, and as we see, the Rambam actually connects it in Hilkos Matnasaniyim when he's talking about halachos of Sadaka. And uh, I want to start not from the Gemara. I want to start, to, and I want to shake your sensibilities a little bit. I mentioned how the Rambam includes this in Hilkos Matnasaniyim in Sadaka, and you can see the Rambam here is on the board. Opinion Shuyim Kodem Aniyim Redeeming people who have been taken, kidnapped, as we say, comes before the mitzvah of taking care of the poor and giving them clothing. And that would be even food and clothing. Now we're going to see where the Rambam gets this statement from. There's no mitzvah rabba. There are other mitzvah rabbas, but the king mitzvah rabba is pidgin shu. The Raman bases himself on a Gemara, which we're going to see in a minute. Someone who's kidnapped is someone that the assumption is they, they, they need food, they need drink. And you can consider that person as someone who needs clothing. He's probably been stripped, he or she's been stripped of their clothing. Every person who is taken, the Rambam says, who qualifies for this title, has these about them. And therefore, since there's a possibility of death, hamalim enov mipidiono. If you seemingly don't get involved, you continue with life as usual. You do the tzedakahs within your own community, but you don't realize this danger, this situation. Hareza oivra leisametz es levolfo leisik poitzis then you are over, first of all, the same Avera of someone who comes to you on your door and you know he's an Andi and he needs something. You don't give him anything. That's two Averas. But then he says, since there's a question of death here, it's losam odam reyacha. You could do something and you don't. It's like you are an accessory in a way to his murder. And also, well, you're dono beferech necha. That's allowing a person to be put to work. In other words, allowing another Jew to be, to have to submit to menial, terrible tasks. The Ramam also says it's Mavatal and Asay. That's the Los Asays. And then there's the Asay. Say it again. Then he even quotes a Pusik in Mishle. Save those ones that are taken to death. And he says, There's other things he could have piled on. 
And then the Rambam repeats himself. Rukhaim Kanyevsky says this might, this repetition might be relevant if a person, uh, and we'll see this is based on the Gemara, the person says, I want to give something to a mitzvah rabba. That's what he writes in his will. We know that's the ultimate mitzvah rabba. And that, that's not Rukhaim's um, invention. It actually comes from the Gemara itself, which we shall see. Actually, that Ifriz, Hormiz, that was Shwar Malka's uh, mother. Shwar Malka, of course, was the neo Sassanin leader that had a very good relationship with the Jews. And his mother, Shodra Arnuka, the dinner of Rabbi Yosef. She came to Rabbi Yosef and said, Look, I've got all this money. You Jews, you're good people. Let it go to a mitzvah rabba. And Rabbi Yosef was trying to figure out, what is a mitzvah rabba? She didn't tell me anything, and I can't find her anymore. Maybe she died. So Abayi said to his Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, well, we know Shmuel Rabbi Yudha said that when it comes to, uh, we know you sell them, we need to protect them. And even though normally we would want every every person to give tzedakah properly, Yosomim were worried till they grow up. We worried about the, the monies that they have. We don't demand them to give tzedakah. Hmm. So what do you see, Abaya said? You see that pidyon shvuyim is bigger than tzedakah. You would have thought no, that the pidyon shvuyim should be taken from Yosomim. We don't. So you see that's called mitzvah rab. So that's where Rechaim Kanievsky, as you can see, gets his shot in the Rambam. That that's why the Rambam is mentioning it's called a mitzvah rabba, as if somebody leaves money for mitzvah rabba. But then Rava, who is a contemporary rabbi, who says it seems like it's not just from the from the from Shmuel Bar Yehuda's psak that we know how great of a mitzvah is. We know it's a mitzvah rabba. He says the Rabban are always calling this a mitzvah rabba. How did the Rabbana know it's this great mitzvah, the king of the big mitzvahs? So Rabbi Barmori Bar said, well, look in the Pasuk in Yirmiya. God said to Yirmiya, the way Yirmiya described it, I don't care if Moshe and Shmuel are here. I don't, this people, I'm not connecting them anymore. They are going to go into Golis. And if they say to you, Yermia, where are we going? You would need to say to them, you know what God says? There's going to be some of you that die. There's going to be some of you that get killed by the sword. There's going to be some of you that are going to be killed and die in hunger. And there's going to be some of you that will be taken away and captured. That is what said about that Pasik. He said, Yermia, when he was talking about, uh, described God's message, what was the very last, what was, let's take a look at the order. There's Moves and Cheret. He says, every, if you go in the order of that Pasik, the first one mentioned is less than the one, the one that's mentioned after that. 
death by natural causes, okay, it's tragic. But to be cut, you have your head off, cut off by a sword, that's worse. Because you end up dying in a disgusting manner. Hunger, dying out of hunger is worse than getting uh, your, your head chopped off. Svara, because you go through so much pain before you die. Being captured, Rabbi Yochanan said, is the worst because it has all of these. And this is, of course, where the Rambam gets this, that it has everything in it. The Rambam then bases himself on a Gemara in Megillah to once again emphasize the idea of Pidyan Shuyim. And he mentions the fact that you can have a community that has collected money to finally build that shoal that they need. Some great, uh, one mitzvah raises its head, they could put that money towards that mitzvah. However, if they've already bought the material, not just the money, they already have the building material. For another mitzvah, it's too late. But for Pidyan Shulim, even though everything is ready to be built as a shul, we just kind of stick it together like Lego parts. We Pidyan Shulim, once again, is the king of what makes its demands on its on the community. The community will not have their shul. They thought they were going to have their shul. They're not getting their shul. That's going to have to be stalled for later. This money is going to go to redeem the captives, because that's what they want. The captors want money. This money will bring them back. So that's the Rambam. So one could take the, the, the sense here how important it is that community funds need to be pushed towards this. However, if those of you who remember two weeks ago, I gave a sheer uh, about institutionalized persons. And I want to share with you something that I mentioned towards the end of this year, the Psak of the Maharshag. The Maharshag, or Shimon Grinfeld, um, had the following uh, case. There was and again, you'll have to excuse some of the perhaps insensitive language that the Marshad uses. Sheyesham in the city of Dabron, there is a girl, Mishugas. It seems to be a girl who is the, who is either developmentally disabled, she's emotionally been ripped out of her normal mindset. And what's happened here is that this city of Dabran is not a particularly Jewish city. But the, the leaders of the city, the ones that are part of the government, say that if you have such a person living among you, we help the infrastructure, you must use some of the monies to take care of. Where would she be? She'd be in a certain type of home with other non-Jews, even though she was Jewish. Now, 
the non-Jewish um, members of the staff who were going to take care of her knew there was a small Jewish community and they said, look, um, she's going to cost money from the coffers of, of our town. I'll tell you what. If you pony up half of what we figure is going to be the cost to take care of her, so then she could stay with a Jewish home, and there she'll be able to eat kosher. But the Marshag says, unlike large Jewish towns, the Bran had a very small Jewish population. And in order to pony up the amount of money that it would take to take care of her, that that's what they they estimated the cost of, of, of supporting her was, and then the city or would pay the other half, that would be very difficult. But they said, but maybe we're mechliyev to do that. Maybe we're mechliyev to bring her into a Jewish home that she shouldn't live among the non-Jews and eat not kosher. And again, we talked about two weeks ago whether that's even a problem. But I wanted to just point out to you the Marshag's original statement towards this question. He says, you seem to think that you have to do this. Not because of stalker, but there's something special about bringing a person into a Jewish environment. Now, if this would be tzedakah, and if we're going to see in a minute what I'm what I'm after here, things that are tzedakah, as important as they are, as as magnificent as that mitzvah is, as it's as much as it's able to accomplish, but you first need to see, do you have enough for yourself? If you, as a person or a community, small, large, does not have enough to take care of the normal means of their own that you are potter from Stockholm. If it's a chiyuv, then if it's a chiyuv, then it's like a chiyuv you have to do. Then it's a, there's, there's like a, a, a debt upon you. You do whatever you can. And we, and like for example, if a person owes money to a person he borrowed from, so and he, and, and he, and he becomes bankrupt and poor, we work it out that he has to make payments and we, we work out a system, but he, he still has to pay. He doesn't get off the hook. So I want to tell you that even if you would think by you're like feeding this girl trafe by letting her eat there, you can't be machayev. the Jewish community in doing this. It's a type of stock. And even if you want to call it a type of pidyon shvuyim, pidyon shvuyim is no better if a person doesn't have enough for himself, you're not mochuyim from pidyon shvuyim either. So as great as Pidgin Shvuyim is, it's a great mitzvah, the Marshag says. 
but it's still in the tzedakah world. That's why the Rambam puts it in Ilchas Matnasaniyim. It's 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 and, and even though the Rambam lays it on thick, as he's going to say in a minute, if you don't have enough for yourself, you're not mechuyev, as we saw in the case by the Yisomim. As the Gemara and Baba Basra says, you don't be Yisomim, don't pay even for the biggest tzedakah that we have. And even though the Gemara says that Shavui has everything that could happen to them, it could be they could die, they could be killed, they could be sexually abused. You do not need to spend all your money to go and contribute to collect to save these people. Even though the Rambam says and the Shulchan Aruch follows the Rambam in mentioning this los say this say what does the Rambam mean when he says malim ayin? It means that you have money and you don't care. You have yeshlo, you have the money, but you don't want to help. That's when it comes down on you like a ton of bricks. All these lavim and assays that you didn't do. Like you don't care about stalker. But to say that you want to say this is called pigeon shuyim? No. As, as, as we're going to see, there might be a special din of a husband to a wife. But others don't have. Husband to a wife, as we're going to see, is, is tied into the ksuva. But the chi of pidyon Yisrael v'chavero is based on mitzvah tzedakah. And therefore, the marshag says, this is definitely not really true pidyon shuyim, because there's no doubt that even if she stays with, with the, where, the, where the city originally wanted to place her, she's not in danger. And that's part of the reason why we don't try to to to, to save soldiers who are deaf, right? And, and that's the part of the reason why we don't go out of our way to do whatever we can to, to soldiers who are drafted, right? We don't do whatever we can to send them kosher food, et cetera, et cetera, because what can we do? So this marshag, I think, is correct. It's it's the greatest tzedakah, but it's. It, it's if you don't have the wherewithal, your heart goes out. Your tefillahs must be there. But we, you, we can't be machai of you. That's the first principle that I want to bring out. The second question here is, what price? Now, let's put it on the table. The sources that I'm going to read with you were at a time that bandits, rascals, Cossacks, whatever you want to call them, would periodically 
kidnap women, men, and knowing the Jewish community would pay, would try to extract a, 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 a ransom for them. And here we have the Mishnah in, in Gita, and I've studied it with some of you before. Let's take a look at that Mishnah in Gita. Fourth parak of Gita talks about a konos that came down from Bezdan Agodo that the Jewish people needed to follow. And one of them was, that you do not ransom the Shuyim for more than they're worth. And this was at Mipnei Tikkuna Olam. So it's nothing to do with the conservative version of making the world better. This was something that even though you might have said, hmm, we have the money. There was a special takana stopping that. The next part of the Mishnah says, If we can somehow, we don't, we're not allowed to give them encouragement and help to escape because of Tikonola. Of Shimon Gamliel says, not because of Tikkun Olam, but because of the Shvuyim that are there. So, what is? Let's try to analyze this Mishnah. What is it trying? What is it telling us? The Mishnah says you don't pay more than they're worth. But what is what is their worth? So, most of the Shonim learn that it's their worth as a slave, what they would be, what they would bring in at the slave market. We know what their body is like. We know what their energy and strength is. We know what, obviously this is very hard to apply in today's time. The Radvaz, and it seems like this is the way the Rambam learns. Rokhan Kanievsky says, so kind of seems to also understand the Rambam this way. He's pretty sure, though he has his doubts, but it, reading Rakhaim properly, I think you see that Rakhaim believed that the Rambam and the Ravaz were on the same page, and that is, is more being asked for the ransom than usual. There's a certain unfortunate world where there's like a, a, a normal ransom. Is this more than the normal that thing people are getting ransomed for? That's the way the Radvaz and the Rambam seem to. Rashi learns that what more more than the person would 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 it would you would pay for at the slave market. So there's a lot of money. So what's the reason why we made this takana? Even though, as we saw in the Gemara of Basra, there's death possibly involved here. The chance of death. Akona is there because communities would come 
would not have any money. Very similar to what the Marshag was telling us. Remember? The Marshag was telling us that a community that doesn't have the money is not even mechuyiv in Pidyan Shluyiv. Here what we're seeing is, from back in the mission itself, that the Gemara's understanding it is that even though the community has the money, but it's going to make everything tight later. There's a dochek, there's a tightness that's going to happen. We don't see it now, even though the community is ready to pay the big amount. There is a dochek that's going to happen. The tzibur is going to end up, in many ways, belt tightening all different ways. And therefore, they made a takana, leave the person, you don't have to pay that money. Is that the reason? Maybe the reason we're not going to pay is because then they are going to become even more audacious and take more. Now, what does that mean? They're going to be more audacious and take more. So from here, I'm going to read to you the language of the Bartanura which meaning they know that there is danger involved in kidnapping. You go to kidnap someone, you know you're, you could be killed. You know that the person realizes that the, the guardian of that person or the, or the victim themselves might fight you. But if the, if the payoff is more than normal, then they are going to go and be moser themselves. Yes, they're going to endanger themselves because look what the payoff was. Why? They're going to bring more. Everybody is ready to take that risk if there's big money involved. So that was the idea of the Lovagarv. Okay. So what is the reason? Was the Takana because this person, although he's now been returned, will now generate more kidnapped victims because look what we got for this person. We're just going to do it again. And therefore, don't negotiate, so to speak, if what they want is more. Or is the reason just because the Bezdin Agadol wanted communities to remain financially solvent because in so many small ways, if they become unable to fulfill the normal needs, then everyone in the community is going to suffer in small and maybe eventually big and terrible ways. That's the Gemara's question. So the Gemara Toshma, let's bring a proof from a story that occurred. Toshma sometimes is from a brisa, infrequently from a pasuk, sometimes from what a great Amora had done. I don't know who Levi Bardarga was. I think this is the only place he shows up in Shas. But we know that he redeemed his daughter, the Gemara says, 12,000 dinarim. So Abai said, Man Milan. Maybe what he did was wrong. True, Levy did it, and it was on the newspapers. Everybody, so to speak, knew about it. 
maybe So what's the Gemara bringing a Raya? So Rashi explains that if you hold like it's because of Tikkun Olam, if you hold that the Tikkun Olam is because of Dukha Ditsibura, then if it's not the Tzibur that's paying for her, if it's her father or a friend or people that don't represent the community at large, even though sometimes the community needs everybody to give in taxes and funds, but if it's a clearly a private collection that's not part of what the community did, or it's definitely a family thing, that's not, the Sibor is not necessarily going to suffer. Even though the family is now poorer and a richer members of the community help the community to grow and to pay more taxes, but it's not a direct drain on the community chest. But if you say the reason is because of what it indicates in the future, then Lady Bardarga might be happy getting his daughter back. But he ruins things for the next situation where people are going to remember what he did and try it again. And there isn't a rich father like Lady Bardarga. And there's going to be more people in captivity because of that. So the Gemara doesn't seem to have an answer what the reason is. The Gemara then quotes the, the next part of the Mishnah, which is, why don't we try to help the person escape? So the Tanakhama says, Tikkun Olam. Hmm. Roshim Gamil says, no. It's for the Shvuyim themselves. So what's the difference? What does Shemagmil mean? So Mara says, You're going to get one person out. There's others that they've captured, and it's going to be worse for them. So as the Bartanur explains, We're not worried about if there's about what's going to be with other ones. Which means the Tanakhama says the reason is, is that if you get one one person to escape, the next time they kidnap someone, they're going to put greater chains down on that person. Which means the Tanakhama sort of is worried, very similar to the Tzad before that we're talking about of, of, of what what's going to happen. They're going to be going in and doing it again. If one could escape, oh, the next time we're never going to, we're going to make sure that we've got, as as as, as, as the Bartonurik says, Yitnam Bishal Shalos. We're going to put them in chains and we're going to tie their legs together. So even though you could make, you could help this guy escape, the Tanakhama says, you're ruined. This is, this makes things worse in the future. And that was the Takana. Ein Mavricha Mesashuya. If you can pay for them, as long as they're not paying more than they're worth, it's one thing. But to 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 have a commando unit, and you're only and you're going to get a couple of them out, even to get all of them out, that's going to make things worse for the future. You realize here, of course, that this has a lot to do with again with Antebi 
and other sorts of, of questions. The, the, the Tanakama says that we know kidnapping is a, is a constant reality. And what seems to be heroism here actually makes things worse later. Shimon Megamil zeroes in on the here on the now. He says, look, maybe there will never be any more people. Aid. We don't care about what the future, maybe there won't be any more kidnappings. The only problem of getting escape is if you let one escape and there's others still held in captivity. I guess one could say, if you're able to get them all to leave, that would be all right, according to Shiba Megamil. So that is the Gemara. Now the question is, how can we connect this Gemara to today? All right. Well, there's a big, we got a big chasm, as I said. The first difference is, of course, is it's not about money, right? It's not about money. The Hamas did not kidnap these people for money. They kidnapped them to get their people out. Is that like money? Maybe. But it's worse than money, isn't it? And this, of course, you know, it's, you, it's one thing, you're paying them money. But you're actually paying um, by getting back terrorists who or suspected terrorists, you're letting them free. It would seem that this is Yesser Al-Kadeh Demeyan. Definitely the Gilad Shalit story where thousands were released for the sake of one would seem to be counter to this mission. But even in what occurred a number of weeks ago, where for every hostage that was released, we released three, is that in line? Is that connected? Now, the next question is, is this mission of binding? Is this Mishnah relevant when it's a country at war? This Mishnah is talking about a community. And it's a takana for that community. But where we have a whole nation at war, perhaps this Mishnah might not apply. It says that even if there is there aren't any Arab armies that are firing rockets. There aren't airplanes from Arab countries dropping bombs. Rav Shechter says that we are in a state of war. Now, clearly there is a war now. There's no question about it. But Rav Shechter said, and you're going to see in a minute, he's going to quote Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky on this that there has been a constant state of war since 1948, unbroken. He says in, in the summer of 19, 
70. When generally, you know, Israel was might have been attrition, but there was no open war. Black September, I believe, um, hijacked two planes full of Jewish tourists who were coming back from Eretz Israel. They'd been there in the summer. And it redirected the planes to Jordan. And Black September had said that they were going to um, captives was the great Rosh Hashim of Chaim Berlin, Rav Yitzhak Lutna, as a friend would go. Now, we're going to see that in our Gemara and Gitin, the Gemara, the, the Rishonim mentioned that Rabbi Shua ben Hanania went to Rome and was able, was told about a young boy who was beautiful and brilliant. And when he was able to speak to this young boy, he sensed that this person was someone who could become one of the greatest Rabbonim in Jewish history. And what he did was, he said that he was going to do whatever it take, took to collect the monies to free this young boy. And Tosus and the Rishonim and Gitan say, how could he have done this, Rabbi Shua? Says you can't spend exorbitant amounts to take someone out of captivity. And the Gemara says, because he was clear that he would be a great Talmud Chacham, a great Talmud Chacham is different. A great Talmud Chacham, you can even collect from the sake of the community. It is, it is, a, it is a prize that is greater than anything. It's like without these great Talmud Chachamim, we don't have a community. And therefore, we must take, we must do what we can to get them back. That is one of the answers that the Tosus and the Rishonim uh, developed on our Gemara and Gitin, based on the another Gemara and Gitin about Rabbi Shua ben Hananya being put to this little boy who ends up becoming Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. So there were students of Rav Hutner from Chaim Berlin, who by 1970 had already become quite wealthy. And they were ready to send millions of dollars to the State Department to give to the terrorists. We want our teachers saved. There was a meeting of the Moetzes, of the Rabonim. And this wasn't the Moetzes of today. This was the Moetzes of 1970. The Moetzes that had Rav Moshe Feinstein The Moetzes that had Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. The Moetzes that had Rav Yaakov Yitzchak The of the great, Rav was already gone, but it still had these great, great men. And they, they decided, looked at our Gemara that I just learned with you. And they said, well, according to the second reason in the Gemara, they're going to take more. But it could be if you have someone great in learning, 
You're allowed to. And Rav Hudner is like that child of Yishmael ben Elisha. He is so unique and special. He is not just a Rosh Hashiva. His mind is so brilliant. His ideas are so beautiful. He is a Lamdan and a teacher. He is irreplaceable. So the great, wonderful, sweet Rabbi Yaakov Kavnetsky stood up and said, this is wrong. When does Pidyon Shvuyim mean something? Bishas Shaloi. Basically, there's no war, but we are bums. We are evil. We want to extort the money from you. Okay? We're not at war with each other. But when you're at war, you're going to stop the war to give your enemy money. What you're doing, Rabbi Yaakov says, is save, is giving them, you're, you're, you're helping the enemy. You're involved in a war and you're helping the enemy by giving these monies, by giving Black September these monies that these nursing home owners wanted to give. That's going to make them be able to be able to carry on their war even further. What do you think? 1970, we're not at war. He says in 1948, the Jews created their state, all the Arab countries around them. And even though there's been ceasefires for many years, they haven't made really peace with us. Okay. You want to say Egypt made peace. All right, but the rest, there's still a, we're still at war. And therefore, whatever the Arabs are doing, the intifadas, the rock throwing, the attacks, it's all one war, Rabbi Yaakov said. And therefore, Rabbi Yaakov says, we can't give them that. And even though they want to give it, it's also for us to give them. Rav Herschel Schechter points out that, that the State Department didn't want to take the money anyway. Rav Herschel Schechter says that all the rock throwing and and, and 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 bombings and and attacks that occurred they are done by people who say that they want from Israel from the sea the river to the sea they want to take over everything so therefore Rav Shechter says that Anche Tzachal have to be knowing like we're at war, and that's all the time, for sure now. Okay. If Rav Shechter and Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky are correct, then it would seem that giving it, 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 this halachas, it's worse. Ashas Mochama is worse. In other words, the opposite from what I was implying before. I would say, well, maybe the Takana is about a better community. No. 
In other words, at times of war, it's worse. We're it's a community, okay? So we, they hate us, we hate them, but we live together. We're not really at war. But in Israel, Israel there's been a constant war, according to Rav Yaakov. And that war, maybe certain people have dropped out. Maybe Saudi Arabia is not at war with us anymore. Maybe the UAE, Bahrain, they're not at war with us anymore. Jordan's not at war with us anymore. But there's still a war. And because there's a war, you can't help the enemy. But how we, can we use these Gemaras at all to, to apply? It would seem from the way Rabbi Yaakov or Hershef is saying, the Gemaras don't even help us. The Gemaras, we can't even come up with the Heterim. If the Rishonim come up with exceptions, that we could do it with our own money that didn't come from the community, but that wouldn't help during work because we're helping the enemy. How could you help the enemy? How could you make the enemy strong? For pure kidnapping, they needed maybe just the uh, exchange of prisoners. I think there's a lot more here, and it has to do with humiliation to, uh, uh, you know, to show. To save these captives, do we need to endanger the lives of soldiers as have been endangered? The street fighting, the careful street fighting, the looking in every house that cost nine soldiers their lives last week. Is, is, is that, are, are we mechuyiv to do that? I, I want to show you that the, um, if we look in the, in the Shulchan Aruch, there is one of the key Commentaries called the Pisve Chuva on Yeridea. And Yeridea, right by Hilchus Tzedakah, like the Rambam, we have a Hilchus Pigeon Shvuyim. So I want to read to you from the Pisve Chuva. He quotes the Sefer. I'm not that familiar with the Yad Eliyahu. And the question is Im Mukhuyiv Odam Lahachnis Atzmo Besofek Sakonos Taposhos. Let's say I am capable. My friend who has been caught, kidnapped, is in bad shape. They really, he's, his percentage of dying is stronger than mine. But now that I'm going to go into the wild to try to save him, there's now going to be a danger for me. Do you have to do that? He'll die without you. But you are endangering yourself. So one possibility is, are you? do you have to do it? Because right now, that guy might die. It was or maybe you're not chayev. But if you want, you can. If you want to be a hero, you can. The third possibility is, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to endanger yourself. So he goes through the Yad Leo, and, and again, part of what the Piskei Tshuva does is, is to tell you, I'm not going to write everything that he says, but you can look there yourself if you can find the Sefer, and you'll see that he basically says that even though the Pesiosev quotes that a person has to put himself into suffix to save his friend who definitely might die, 
Not everybody agrees to that. And therefore, what he decides, what he says is something, we use a hierarchy. And we say, look, um, if the person you're trying to say is less than you in significance, you're a Talmud Chochot, and he's not. Then you have no right. Even if you're on the same level, you have no right to endanger your life. Even though it's only a suffix. Now, if the person you're trying to save is more precious than you to the community, then you're allowed to endanger your your life because that person's in, 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 in worse, uh, the, the doubt of on him is stronger. The chances of him dying are stronger. However, you don't have to. Eino mechuyev. You're not chayiv to do it. You could in that case. So, here we have soldiers that are they chayiv? They could. You could say that those citizens, those some of the, the, the way that they've been attacking Hamas is in order to not just not avoid civilian casualties, but it's also because they know that some of their own people are there. Oh, but, of course. But but they're do but by by going into the city the way they are, by putting the boots on the ground and going from house to house, they are endangering themselves. And I, I understand. Rabbi Kivosh, but I don't think it's the same troops that are, uh, I think these are special forces with of volunteers, the people who are qualified looking for hostages. That's my assumption, could be wrong, because that would, then it would make sense, right? Somebody who volunteered for that specific thing, and they have the, they have the, that's they their choice. They have certain special skills that make right. them less, that they will be less open to death. But look what happened last week. You see that whoever those people were, whether they were skilled or not, actually died. Yes, Miriam. What did you want to say, Miriam? I'm not I'm not arguing. It's 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 horrific. Yeah. Miriam I think that the 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 Hezbon here is a little bit more complicated by the fact that if we are looking from the point of view of a functioning state state as a country has more complications. The system is more complex than just hashbone of one soldier versus one soldier. So the, the, there is a psychological element, there is psychological war, there is a communal responsibility. Okay. There is a sensitivity that if the country doesn't stand for its citizens, then that country doesn't look trust, trustworthy. Okay. There are so concerns... A that are glo more global and also political and ramification of lack that when the the country looks cruel and unsensitive it's it's one thing and also that's one pa pa uh, panel of the the question and 
the other panel of the question is uh, those halachas, all those halachas that were determined, that were created in the times where there was no state, and they were giving direction to specific leaders. Now we would have to understand that those leaders, halachic leaders, actually had full knowledge of the circumstances. When we are looking at the halachic decisions we are trying to make, we are looking from outside in, and we do not have inside knowledge of okay. of of the of the of the of the strategic aspect. Yes. I, 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 I want to end. I, what you're saying is very very uh, to the point. Um, clearly, what we need to look at here is a, a similar thing that Shlomo Brody wrote about, and he quoted uh, Rabbanim like Rabbi Yaakov Ariel and others about why the the IDF had a principle to send soldiers into the fray of battle in order to bring back a dead body. In other words, to bring back one of their fallen brethren that they would risk their lives to go out and get that person. And it would seem to be halakhically especially if you see here this chuva of the Yad Eliyahu, it would seem to be completely awesome. And, and Brody says that morale is crucial, that the country, the soldiers realizing that they will be brought back, that their bodies will be brought back to their graves and buried with their families means that they will fight differently. So Miriam, you're suggesting a similar idea that a country that allows its citizens to rot, to die, to not be saved, it creates a a a lack of morale and a lack of 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 of, of significance as a country inside and outside. I think that's what what you're saying. I'm just adding a little bit of uh, extra yes. extra to that. I just want to mention something that I heard from Rob Clapper, who's quoted a Rav a Rav Turin, Although I'm not sure if I got the name right, and he said over here because of the immense failure of security forces on October 7th, the country owes it to the families to get these people back. In other words, normally you say, okay, look, we're spending money. We shouldn't spend more. We shouldn't give. But here there's a debt that has been created. There is a moral and actual debt that's been created because we allowed our citizens to be taken. There was, they fell asleep at the wheel. They weren't there. The taxes, the everything that goes into creating a secure Israel failed in those places where the terrorists were able to kidnap and take. Therefore, the reason that they these halachas wouldn't apply because there's a pre-existing debt that we owe it to them. That is an argument that Rabbanim had made. It is very terrible, as we said before, and hopefully the learning that we do 
uh, can be a schus to for their return. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.